So we're gonna dive into six effective marketing strategies for 2023. These are gonna be actionable steps that you can go ahead and apply in your business too. Now, the reason I wanted to put this together is you may be going about marketing your business right now, but may not be getting the results you want. So we're gonna look at some things that often get overlooked when it comes to marketing. And these are things that I don't often talk about, and I wanna share them with you today. And everything I'm about to share with you will affect everyone's business. It will affect everyone's marketing, and it applies really to anyone that's using marketing as a tool to build their business. Now, marketing can be a very complex topic, but I'm gonna try and simplify it down to really some important points to consider when it comes to your marketing. And I wanna start with the first one, which is impressions and reach. As an example, if you look at your analytics on any social media platform, you'll see that you'll have this bit of data called impressions and reach. Let's say you post a piece of content that gets a reach of 455. Now, what this data point means is around 455 people have seen that piece of marketing content. So this gives you an idea of the visibility and the essential reach of your content when you do post it. Now, if we look at the bigger picture here, let's say you do three posts per week, then that would equate to 1,365, which means you've gone from 455 people seeing your post to 1,365 people seeing your post. Now, it could be the same people, or it could be a variety of different people, but essentially you can see that with volume of posting, then the reach will go up, and as a byproduct, you're gonna get much more visibility on your marketing content. Now, it's a very simple principle, but it's often one that gets overlooked, and really the key takeaway here is, the more you post, the more people you reach, the more probability you've got of getting clients and essentially getting what you set out to get from your marketing, which is a return on your investment of time, energy, and effort. So that brings me to point number two, and that is the law of probability. Now, I want you to imagine two personal trainers, and the first personal trainer is going to the gym just once a week. He's only there once a week, and then we've got another trainer who's going to the gym five times per week. Now, everything being the same, the, the law of probability will mean that the trainer that's in the gym five times a week has got a higher probability of getting leads, of getting clients, just by being there more frequently. And so, how does this apply to your marketing? Well, if we go back to the point I made earlier about reach, the more you post, the more people you reach. Well, the more you post, the more you tap into the law of probability. And the law of probability says that if you're doing more, you're likely to receive more or get more. And so I know it's not a super sexy idea to think about, oh, I have to put more in to get more out, but that's how most things work, right? It's just like the trainers, the one who's in the gym five times a week is typically gonna build a bigger and faster business than the one that's in there one time a week. That is the law of probability working and it's the same that applies to marketing. Now, point number three is the marketing rule of seven. 
And this one is something that often gets overlooked and something that I've actually come to realize through many, many years of marketing and acquiring clients through social media and various different platforms. So I've been doing this for over five years. And what I've learned is it typically takes around seven touch points or seven pieces of content before someone feels comfortable making a buying decision. And this has actually been proven out. There's people that have looked into this, done studies on this, and it doesn't just apply to the online world. It also applies to the offline world and offline marketing. But essentially, you need to touch someone with your content or with a follow-up or with an email or with a message at least seven times on average before they consider doing business with you. And this is really important because this is reaffirming the other two points that we made about impressions and reach and the law of probability. They are all really leading to the same outcome. The more you do, the, the more likely you're going to reach, touch, nurture, and convert that audience from just viewers and people that are watching from the outside into people that are buying your products and services. And so remember the rule of seven, and remember that there's a real incentive for you to create more content so that you can create more touch points. Now, if you wanna personally work with me to build your business, to generate more leads, to generate more customers and clients, then go to the link in the description, enter a few details, and that will put you in touch with me and we can explore what options may be a good fit to help you with building your business. So point number four is the mere exposure effect. And you'll notice that a lot of these points that we're talking about correlate to each other. There's a lot of parallels. And so when you wrap up this video and you get to the last point, you'll see how it all binds together and helps you form this really good understanding of some basic principles that go into successful marketing. But the mere exposure effect goes like this. It basically means that the more someone is familiar with your brand, the more likely they are to trust your brand. And if people trust your brand, then they're gonna be more likely to buy your products and services. And this doesn't just work for businesses and brands, it works in other settings too. So the mere exposure effect would also work when it comes to being attracted to someone. So the more you see someone, the more probability that you're gonna be attracted to that person because you've seen them more times. So these repeated encounters are leading to more and more attraction. And the mere exposure effect is a psychological phenomenon that actually works in all walks of life. And the more someone sees something, the more trust is built. And typically someone is either gonna like that thing, that product, that service, that person significantly more over a period of time of seeing them more frequently or like them significantly less. And both things are good, right? Because in your marketing, you either wanna repel people who don't fit your ethos, your belief system, the way that you do things or resonate with what you offer. And then you wanna attract people who do, who really think that, okay, what you do, what you offer is what they need and what they want. So that's the mere exposure effect. So the fifth point is content funneling. And you'll often hear people talk about picking a niche or an ideal client or an avatar. And I don't disagree with that at all. I think that's really important. But one thing that we found is if we simply just stick to only speaking to our niche, then 
that really has a detrimental effect on being discovered and overall engagement, which I think is also important to grow an account, to grow a channel, to get more awareness. And so what we've done is we've incorporated a strategy where we have content that has mass appeal and what we call mass market relevance, and it's quite broad and brings a lot of attention, views, engagement into our ecosystem. And then from there, we have niche content that is designed to nurture, position authority, but also convert and filter that audience into clients. And so instead of just focusing on this really, really niche content, which can almost just put you in a box and mean that you're just in this really small market, you add in some mass market content as well, which helps you become discovered. And then those niche clients are going to find you and be filtered through the niche content. And that's a combination that we've been working with and has been working very well for us and our clients in order to grow our businesses. So that's something to consider if you're considering how are you positioning your content and who are you speaking to. I think a combination of the two is really important to be discovered, which is really important, right? Because you can have the best niche content in the world, but if no one's finding it, then you're just not gonna get enough attention. If you don't get enough attention, then that's gonna mean that your business is gonna suffer because you're gonna be limited when it comes to leads. You're gonna be limited when it comes to customers and clients. And as a byproduct, you're not gonna make the income and revenue that you wanna make. So the sixth and final point is what I call content framing. And I was on a vacation with my partner and we're just about to leave, I was packing the car and I walked past this hotel room. And inside this hotel, there's basically various different rooms. And outside some of these rooms, there's papers on the floor because people request papers to have with their breakfast. And as I was walking past, I could, I could see the front page of a paper and it read, stabbed in her, and I didn't read the rest because I knew that it was probably something pretty negative. And the reason I knew it was that because I know the newspaper articles and these big publications like to use negative headlines and negative hooks to grab our attention. And the reason for this is because negative hooks and negative headlines have been proven to get more attention because as human beings, we are more driven by avoiding pain than seeking pleasure. And so how does this apply to you? Well, when it comes to content framing, you can play around with framing things in a negative way in order to create the desirable result that you want, like consumption. For example, instead of saying, here's how to build huge biceps or here's how to build huge glutes, you would say, you want huge biceps or you wanna build huge glutes, but you're not doing these three simple things. And that's gonna tap into that human psychology where we don't wanna feel like we're missing out or maybe we're gonna lose something and it's tapping into that nature that we have as human beings to be in this aware state of avoiding pain and then seeking pleasure. Does that make sense? And so when you're playing around with how you start your content or how you write your content, don't just lead with a positive beginning. Lead with what could be considered a negative beginning, a negative headline, or a negative hook to get the attention, create the curiosity, and from there you can then deliver the piece of content, the value, the thing that you wanna share. And this has been scientifically proven to work extremely well. And I've got a case study actually of a client where 
up until working with me, she hadn't had more than 5,000 views on one of her pieces of content. And in the last week, we started playing around with these negative hooks and headlines. And we've got a piece of content right now that is up to 23,000 views. And that's just by not changing the content other than the hook and turning it from a positive one into a negative one, and that has skyrocketed her views and engagement. And so don't be afraid to maybe lead with some negative headlines and hooks instead of just positive headlines and hooks.